Welcome to Alive Experience, the online teaching ministry of Pastor Pascal Ngui. Pastor Pascal is the senior pastor of Alive Bible Church, a vibrant and growing church with branches across South Africa. Pastor Pascal teaches the Word of God with accuracy and power, always leaving his audience empowered, challenged, and ready for change. As you listen, get ready to be blessed by the Holy Spirit. Now, Let's join the message already in progress. Raise your hands and thank the Lord for His grace upon your life right now. You are alive by His mercies. You are alive by His mighty power. It's by the Holy Ghost that you and I are where we are. Please don't take it for granted and don't take it upon yourself and don't take the credit for anything. Father, thank you. Merciful Lord. Merciful Lord. Glorious King. Amazing Father, awesome God, you are mighty, you have done wondrous things. Oh, hallelujah! Oh, hallelujah! Oh, hallelujah! Please open your mouth and appreciate Jesus. We honor you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. La Bela. Ikamelaba. Rantokolama. Thank you. Thank you for saying it and performing it. Thank you for shaming the enemies in our lives. Thank you for bringing to disrepute every satanic agenda against us. Thank you. Many thought we'll be six feet under by now. We are still here. Thank you. Thank you for turning our shame into our fame. Thank you. I give you praise. You are faithful. You are faithful. We honor you. We bless you. In Jesus' precious name, we have given thanks. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. And you can please be seated in his presence this morning. I'm so excited, uh, you know, to be here today. And I would like to give a big shout out to ABC Kalanyoni for the great work that they are doing. Put your hands together for them. Oh, oh come on, is that how you are thanking God for what he's doing in our midst? Shepard MC, Shepard Z, and the entire team, we are really, really grateful for what God is doing through your lives. Amen. Listen to me. ABC is a mega church. A live Bible church has one vision. We are building one church by the grace of the Lord in many locations. Many locations. Not five, not six. Many, many locations. Do you know why? Because there are many people who need Jesus. There are many families that are struggling. There are many lives that are falling apart. I would like to encourage you this morning to join the boat. Come on board. Let's build the church together. Nobody might remember you for having a degree, but heaven will never forget you for building the church. So join us. Let's work together for the Lord. Amen. Once again, I would like to welcome you to our communion service this morning. Every, you know, as you know, every beginning of the year or every beginning of the month, so to say, we have a communion service. We partake of the communion. So I want to encourage you, wherever you are watching me from, make sure that you have communion elements with you. Make sure you have your bread, you have your juice, so that when the time comes, we will partake together. Amen? And don't rush yourself at the end of this service. Please, I'm begging you, ensure we partake of this together. This is what unites us as a family. We come together as a family. You know, families are united through meals. And we are united as a church in different branches through this meal. My prayer is that every service, I know we are doing stream starts right now, but that we'll have more stream star leaders that will be raised in every branch so that every branch, every stream start can start at the same time. And we partake of these things at the same time. Please do not encourage late starting, late, late whatever. You are a people of excellence. Whatever you do, do it with excellence. And God will be glorified. Amen. 
This morning we are starting a new series, as you have heard already, Bold as a Lion. That is you in Jesus' name. You are bold as a lion. Hallelujah. Listen to me, God is going to minister to you this month. Like he did the previous month. And my prayer is that you will not be like one of the people Paul spoke about. Always learning, never coming to the knowledge of the truth. So therefore, it's learning and coming to the knowledge are two different things. You can learn, but never coming to the knowledge. How contradictory could that be? How erroneous? I mean, you are learning, but you are not coming to the knowledge. But God tells us it's possible. I pray that God will give us grace to not just learn, but to come to the knowledge of the truth. Amen? That will be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Please take your seat and let's look at what God wants to tell us this morning. As you know, I like to introduce the subject on the first service, but I will try to see how far I can go this morning. I'm going to go a bit fast so that you can learn as much as possible. Amen? All right, bold as a lion. That statement that is making the, 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 the series that we are teaching is actually a scripture. I just speak a piece of that scripture. So it's not even like pastors being creative and finding right words to speak. No, 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 no. If anybody is creative, it's God himself. I just went straight to his word and I picked a verse from there. And I'm trusting God to allow me the grace to always preach. My service must always be a scripture from somewhere. You know, I heard a story of a pastor who died and went to heaven. By the way, we're just coming from a series entitled, I Believe in Heaven. I mean, Heaven on My Mind. You know, Prophet Rick Joyner had a vision. He went to heaven, and he found a pastor there in heaven. In fact, he did not know that that pastor had died. So he was very surprised to find a pastor in heaven. And the pastor told him, you know, when I got here, they brought all the books I ever wrote to bring them under judgment. And he says, he, the pastor told Prophet Rick Joyner that when they brought his book, when the angels were bringing all the books he ever wrote when he was on earth, he wanted to go and grab those books and grind them into powder. Himself. The pastor who had written the books. I guess because what he wrote was so contrary to what God wanted him to write. Do you know that everything you are doing, when you go to heaven, it will be brought to us. And you will now have to account for it. So I would like to more move on the word. If I'm preaching, because all the title of the message I've ever preached will be given. They will be, they'll bring them. I want the title to be verses. So that as they are coming up, do you understand? I said, Lord, but that was Proverbs so and so. That was Matthew so and so. I just try to stick with you. You see, when you don't know what to do, just stick with the word. Don't try to invent things that you know you might regret tomorrow. Try to, and never do anything that you cannot support with God's word. It might never pass the judgment. You know, I've taught you already that there's judgment coming. It's not me saying it. The word says it. It's, it's appointed for man to die once and then to face the judgment. Judgment of what? What we did and what we didn't do. So be careful how you do what you do. We just spoke about tithing. Now, do you know that your record of tithing will be brought up? All the months you missed. And you will be saying that, ah, but I had this. No, but you, by missing to pay your tithe, you, you are sending a message to say, I did not provide for you that month. Everything will be scrutinized. If down here on earth, when you are brought under investigation, do they leave one stone on ten? Oh, when you are brought under a judgment, before they pass a judgment, they need to make sure every stone is unturned. They can't just judge you carelessly, not taking into consideration all the facts. That's why you will be brought, every one of us, including me. That's why I try my best. When he told me, change the name, I change. So the, 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 I don't want to say, you know, you were supposed to be a lab Bible church. You spend your whole life being a lab city church. What were you talking about then? The whole thing was a mess. You were supposed to start a branch for me in this area. 
You spend your whole life in this area just doing your business. What was that all about? Those are the things that we'll be faced with. Please be careful. Be careful. Bold as a lion. Proverbs 28 verse 1. The Bible says, The wicked flees though no one pursues. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. The wicked flees, though no one is pursuing him. Now, you see, the wicked and the righteous, those are ancient words and terminologies that today you don't see people use a lot. Do you understand? These days, you don't say, no, that was a righteous man going there. No, we don't, we don't talk that language. But this is the language of God. These are the speakings of God. The wicked is not necessarily somebody who goes around killing people. A wicked person is somebody who hasn't come across the righteousness of God, who hasn't come across God, who doesn't know God, who doesn't know the things of God, the principles of God, the ways of God. The Bible looks at that person, even if he looks very dignified and well-dressed, the Bible calls him wicked. So don't think, when I talk about a wicked, don't think of a very bad person in your area that always plays loud music, or a very bad taxi driver that is always, you know, taking more money from you. When we talk about wicked, don't think of, you could be wicked yourself without knowing. Without knowing. So let's just flow with the word of God here. Now, what is boldness? Number one, a brave and a confident way of behaving that shows no fear. A brave and a confident way of behaving that shows no fear. Number two, a refusal to be, to, to be held back by the opinions or judgments of others. A refusal to be held back by the opinions of other people. When you refuse to allow the opinions and the point of views of other people to hold you back regarding what you have a conviction about, we say you are bold. Number three, the quality of going beyond the usual limits or the set boundaries. In any field, in anything that people do, there are usually limits. There are usually boundaries you can't go beyond here. Every family has those limits. In this family, we can only go up to here. Everybody has, it's like somebody just came and told you, this is the square you will be playing your life into. Or inside, you, you, your whole life will be around here. Boldness is the ability to say, no, I hear you are saying that this is how far I can go. Who said it? I want to go beyond here. That's boldness. Hallelujah. What is it to be bold? To be bold is to be brave. To be courageous, to be daring. You dare things that haven't been dared before. You try things that nobody did before in the place where you are. Oh my Lord. To be fearless, to be shameless. You are shameless. A, a bold person is shameless about what he believes or about his conviction. To be determined. To have guts, if you can allow me the word. And to, you know, to have nerves. I don't know what I've heard somebody say, you, no, you, you had the nerves to talk to me. You had the guts to come and knock at my door after what you did. You had the guts. I see a lot of godless people moving around. A lot of nerveless people moving around. They never try anything. They are docile, like now, you can't even believe it. To be bold means you face things. You face them. You face things like an eagle. The eagle faces the storm. Every other bird hides from the storm. The only bird you see when, it's, when there is a storm moving around is the eagle. The only bird that will still be flying when every other bird has gone on hiding is an eagle. Facing the storm, not running away from the storm, not running away from the difficulty, having the guts to face it. What is the opposite of boldness? Well, you heard it. 
the wicked flees. Not facing things, but fleeing from things, running away. A coward, or a coward, I will agree with A coward. He runs away, she runs away from things. Never confronts nothing. Never pushes the boundaries anywhere. Just conformity. The wicked flee, though no one pursues him. Please understand that there's nobody pursuing him. So it is an attitude. Nobody is pursuing the guy, he's running away. Nobody is pursuing her, she's fleeing. Nobody is saying you cannot do it, but she's not doing it. Nobody is saying you cannot achieve it, but she's not achieving it. Nobody has ever said you can never amount to this, but they have refused to amount to it. Nobody is pursuing them. Nobody is limiting them, but they are limited. No one pursues him, but he's running away. He's running away. You see, when you contrast that attitude and the attitude of the righteous, so that the righteous are as bold as a lion. Then I need to find, you know, why did God allow these two verses to, to these two people or these two attitudes to be in the same verse? Because you see, at the first look, they might look the same. It takes time to see when, 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 when challenges start coming, then you start seeing, see, we all look the same when everything is fine. Every girl looks nice when everything is fine. For example, in the church where you are sitting now, everybody looks beautiful. That is until you hear or you, you see a snake inside that hall where you are now. Then you start seeing the different characters and how we respond all of us to it. I heard the story of the quickest uh, miracle service that ever took place in history. People were all sick in beds because of the war. People with broken legs, broken arms, crying. Everybody wants the nurse. The nurse must come to them. They are all there. They are all suffering. I tell you, until the head, I don't know where the lion came from. A certain lion entered the camp. That, that camp where the, the, the sick people were. No, that was the quickest miracle service of the century. People with broken, with broken legs, they rope, they jumped off, they, they, forgot, they forgot that they were sick. <laughs> you don't understand. Yeah? Challenges have a way of challenging us. So in this verse, we see a lion, but this wicked person, if I have to compare him to an animal, who will I compare him to? I'll compare him to a cat. You see, the cat is an interesting animal because the cat belongs to the same family as the lion. They are the same. They are built the same. They have, they even look the same. They have the same faculties. It's the same family. But they have two different attitudes. One, you know, I'm sure you've heard about people who say he's a scary cat. A scary cat. Have you ever heard people say he's a scary lion? A scary cat. People get called scary cats. Why? Because, you see, even though the cat belongs to the lion's family, he has a certain attitude. A cat flees. You, you might just lift your hands because you, you want to scratch yourself. You are next to a cat. You just lift your hand. The cat moves. The, the cat carries so much fear. So much fear in the cat. You can't believe he belongs to the same family. 
The cat is a home pet. The only, the only animal of that family that you can keep in your house as a pet. The cat cannot scare anybody. I have never heard that I was coming to your house and I saw the cat and I ran away. Except if it is a black cat connected with some witchcraft. And, and, and except, except if maybe you are from the other side, like maybe you are a white person, because not everybody, is, I mean, they see cat, they, they shoot them. But there are some cats, when they see a black cat, hey, bad luck. So it's not even the cat, it's the color, just the color. It's the color that is, that is working for him. The cat, he himself gets scared easily. Like I'm saying, you just lift your hands, he's running away. Any brooks, any, any fast movement, he's always on his guard, ready to run away. The cat hates getting dirty. And I don't know many things you can achieve in this life without getting dirty. I don't know. The cat, you see, I know people are saying that cleanliness is close to godliness. It's, first of all, it's not a scripture. It's, there's no one in the Bible. I know that people who work hard, sometimes they're the ones who achieve the godliness you're talking about. They're the ones. Not those that are always clean, always doing the nails, always doing this, and then always broke. So the cat is always clean. Doesn't touch mud. Even when he moves, he checks first. He checks before he moves. That's why he never achieves nothing. Over concern about his cleanliness. That he forgets about achieving anything. Mm. Very delicate. When people are going for functions, they carry the cats. It's part of the, like some people, they match their bags, their bags with the cat. They, 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 it's part of the, the arsenal, it's part of the, 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 the things that the lady is taking with. The, 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 the bag, she has the bag, she has the hearing, and then she has a little cat. And as she's talking to you, she's, and then he himself, the, mm, 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 and, and, so, and, and you see, that, that is, can you do that with a lion? You are, you, are, you, are, you are holding, you are doing... That is the last time you receive your hand. The, the moment you send the hand, you will receive a broken hand. Coming back to you. It's the same family. The cat cannot live in harsh conditions. Don't take him to the forest. He will not survive. He cannot live in the type of conditions a lion lives into. Hard and difficult. Sometimes the lion goes for weeks without food. The cat is a home animal. He lives in the house with you. You bring him food. He eats. He cannot face harsh conditions of life. You cannot send him out there to go and find himself. He doesn't have that guts. He must always stay in the house. If father, mama, and the, papa and mama must be in the house. Must provide food for him. Cat. The cat can never save you from robbers. That you are being attacked by robbers and you, you start calling your cat. You can call your dog. He can come. And he will scare the robbers away. But you can have a thousand cats in the house. They will beat you, tie you up. They will just be meow, 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 meow. They can't help you. Believers with that behavior can never solve any problem you find yourself in. Like these things I'm enumerating, I'm telling you a certain type of people. Because the cat is not the fighting type. Except for cat fights. You know the small cat cat fights? Women have cat fights. Like they're just some funny fights. They are not real fights. Even yourself, if a man is fighting, they say, no, he was having a cat fight. He can even fight you for even saying that he was having a cat fight. Because it's insulting. 
a cat's fight is a women's fight. It's a cat's fight. It's not a real fight. That when lions are fighting, you want to stay away. Want to stay away. Many of us, brothers and sisters, are like the scary cats. Like the scary cat. Scared by everything. We run away when nobody is pursuing us. We feel we'll never make it. We feel we don't have what it takes. Nobody told you you don't have what it takes, but you feel you don't have, you will never have it. You feel it will never be you. You feel you cannot achieve it. You can never step out and try to face life by yourself. Listen to me carefully. Christianity teaches humility. But humility is not timidity. Never forget that. We teach humility. But humility is very different from timidity. And a lot of Christians carry a timid attitude around saying they are humble. There's no humility in it. It's timidity. It's timidity. An ability to confront what is destroying you. You see a lot of Christians carrying loads they have no business carrying. Going through things they have no business going through. And the only reason why those things are happening to them is because they lack the boldness to confront the issues. They lack the boldness to face the challenge. They lack the boldness to say enough is enough. And they continue struggling, hoping that time will come and this will happen. By the time they wake up, it's too late. They have wasted their lives. They have wasted their lives. You shall not waste your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 4 verse 13, the Bible says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, when they saw, boldness is something you see. Because it's an attitude. When they did not see their prayers. They did not see the investment. They saw the boldness. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceive that these were unlearned and ignorant men. You see, what that tells me is that unlearned men and ignorant men are not supposed to be bold. When you go around carrying ignorance with you as your best friend, you don't know nothing. You are always surprised by life. You can never be bold on any subject. And like I told you before, confidence is the result of knowledge. But now these people were surprised because these guys were unlearned and they were ignorant, yet they were bold. Where is it coming from? Because we know what it takes for us to be like this. The Bible said they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. Listen to me carefully. I know you thought Having been with Jesus makes you humble. It makes you this person that, oh no, he's, she's a Christian. Oh no, no, she, he, he's a Christian. You know, we understand, we understand. Oh no, they don't fight. No, we understand. These people took notice that this guy had been with Jesus, not because of their humility, but rather because of their boldness. Their boldness. Their courage. I find this very contradictory with what our group believing Christians to be. We are always the one that must stomach things. We are always the one that must accept everything in the name of Christianity. Because these guys were being told to stop preaching the gospel. They were being told to stop talking about Jesus. And no matter a, a, a good Christian should just flow. 
Oh, you know, you are very sorry. We were not expecting to offend anybody. You know, we're just trying to be, you know, you know, we're just trying to do the work of God. But since you guys are saying that we must stop, you know, we find another way to do what we do. Maybe we we'll go to another area. You know, please don't get offended. We, we understand the circumstances. We know that you guys don't like such things here. This and this and this and that. On the contrary, they say, judge yourself if we should obey you or we should obey God. When they saw the boldness, when they saw the boldness, they could only connect one thing to that, that type of boldness. They saw one before and they remembered we saw a man just like you. Nothing could face him. Nothing could change his mind. Jesus Christ. They connected that boldness to them being with Jesus. They connected boldness to being with Jesus. Now I'm asking myself, have I been with Jesus? Because I'm always this one caring. I'm always the one that must understand. I'm always the one that must apologize. I'm always the one that must go on the floor. I'm always the one. Nobody sees any boldness. They rather see this humility. I came to bind that devil by the Spirit of God. I came to bind that devil by the Spirit of God. Listen to me. Boldness is not arrogance. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you go out there and start now. No, 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 no. But you're going to learn this month what is a real righteous person. What is righteousness? You learn it. I'm just introducing the subject to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So re realize, see, they say there's so boldness. There's so boldness. Why? It takes boldness to tell people about Jesus Christ. It takes a lot of boldness. You see, that's why a lot of you are not talking about Jesus anymore. Boldness is gone. If it has ever been there in the first place. It takes boldness. Without boldness, you can never even mention the name of Jesus to somebody. These people were being told, don't mention that name again. <laughs> but they found people that were dogged, hard followers of Jesus. They say, you, you must be joking. Please, we cannot but say of those things we have heard, seen, and touched. We can't stop. You, you, will stop, stop. you will stop stopping us. We will never stop. It takes boldness to preach the gospel. That's why Paul says, I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed of it. If I was ashamed of it, I would not be speaking. I am not ashamed. It takes boldness to be a strong Christian in this world we are living in. Where everybody is compromising, everybody is doing what they feel like doing, it takes boldness to stand as a strong Christian. These are the days of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Where they raise a statue that is standing and everybody is bowing to it and it will take boldness to say, listen to me, I will not bow to what everybody is bowing to. It takes boldness to be a Christian in this time and age. I'm talking about a real Christian. Not just fake things people go around. I'm talking about to be a real Christian. You will need to be bold. So if you don't have boldness, your Christianity is going to descend in water. It takes boldness to pray in tongues in your house. I'm not even talking about praying in tongues in the church. I'm saying right in your house. You will be surprised how you are unable to pray in tongues even in your own house. You will be very surprised that you are in your house, the house you are paying, but Satan is saying to you, no, you can't be talking. I mean, what, what is this thing you are trying to do? What are all these? What are all these? You can't be speaking in tongues here. You will be surprised that in your own house you can't speak in tongues. You will need boldness. You will be intimidated by your siblings. You will be intimidated by your father. You will be intimidated by everybody, including the neighbors. You will be intimidated. And if you are not bold, your tongues will dry. It takes boldness to obey the will of God for your life. Everything will stand against you 
to say, no, this is not what you should be. This is not what you should do. You're going to need serious boldness. If you are not bold, you comply. You comply. It takes boldness to serve God in the ministry. It takes boldness. Because everybody will tell you, look, look your, all your friends are trying to become this. All your sisters are trying to become this. What are you trying to do? If you are not bold, you flow. It takes boldness to refuse to compromise your values in the workplace, in the school. It takes boldness to stand for what you believe. That this is what the Bible says. I don't care what everybody is doing. I'm going to do what the Bible says. Listen to me. God and you will always be the majority. No matter how many people are against you, if God is for you, you are winning the team. Amen. Takes boldness to speak the truth. That's why everybody is lying. Because nobody wants to face the consequences of the truth. Christians have turned into professional liars. Pastors lie. Members lie. Pastors are lying the members to the members. The members are lying to the pastor. Everybody is lying. It takes boldness to speak the truth. Even when you know there might be consequences. It will take boldness. It will take boldness to say, I'm the one who did it. That is what Adam couldn't do. He quickly shifted the blame to the woman. And the woman also shifted the blame to this. The only bold person in that whole story was the snake. He took full responsibility and he started reigning over them. It takes boldness to dissociate yourself from certain people. You will know this person is no more supposed to be in my life. But you see, it will take boldness to make that decision. I see a lot of us carrying around people in our life that are destroying your faith, destroying your ministry, destroying your destiny. But you are lacking the boldness to say enough is enough. We start ways here. You are waiting for God to do it for you. But let me tell you something. It's going to require boldness to make that decision. It takes boldness to confront certain issues. They will remain unconfronted until you become bold. You are thinking, I'm waiting on God. Just like Shepard MC just told us here now, that you might be waiting on God. But God is saying, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you now. I'm waiting on you now. It's not me, it's you that I'm waiting on to say, Lord, let's go. Let's face this mountain. I'm showing you before I teach you on boldness, I'm showing you the things that boldness is needed on. And why many of us are losing those battles. Hmm? It takes boldness to step out of your comfortable boat. Everybody has a boat that is very comfortable where you are always enjoying. It's always nice in there. You have learned to live in that boat. Yeah, listen to me. For you to become what God wants you to become, you mo most of the time you have to go beyond the boat. You have to come out of the house. You have to come out of that place. You have to come out of that association. You have to come out of those things. And you see, the reason why you are still in those things is not because you don't know you should come out. It's that you are lacking the guts. That's the problem. And because you are lacking the nerves, you are still continuing on it. Not because it's the will of God. I want you to understand that very well. Some of you are dating people. You know you're not supposed to continue dating this person. You, you have seen enough to show you this is the wrong person. You're not supposed to continue. But you know you are still in it. Why? You are lacking the guts to say, you know what, my friend, it has to end somewhere. And I think the time has come for us to stop this. Breaking out of the comfort zone. A lot of you are supposed to leave your father's house already. You are not supposed to be there anymore. In fact, being in that house is the reason why your life is not moving. But it's going to require boldness. Because every time you look at the sea, every time you look at the sea, you look at the wave, you say, Hey! 
Let me wait a little bit more. Let me wait for the, for the wind to come. Let me wait for things to get a bit better before I can step out. But I came to tell you, you're going to have to learn to walk on water in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the rain. You're going to have to step out of that boat before you can make your history. A lot of us are stuck not because God is not at work but because a certain attitude is lacking. There's a certain attitude you have lost. You have become a scary cat. A scary cat. He can't touch the water. He, feels, he, he goes back inside. Like to sleep on the couch. You are becoming bold in the name of Jesus. You are becoming bold in the name of Jesus. You are becoming bold in the name of Jesus. It takes boldness to be who God created you to be. Listen to me. Everybody around you wants to tell you who you must be. Everybody has a vision for you. Everybody has something that they believe you're supposed to be and do. And they have already decided this is what you can be. This is what you can do. And you know they keep reminding you. You, they keep, you see, it's going to require boldness for you to break out of that mold and tell them, listen, I understand your intentions, but that is not me. That can never be me. It's going to require boldness to accept I'm this. And you make people accept it. If you let people, people will control your life to your grave. They will determine your, they will determine your coffin for you. You will be alive, they will be deciding the size of your coffin. If you are joking with people. It takes a lion's heart to get a lion's share. It's as simple as that. The lion is not the king of the jungle because he's the biggest animal in the jungle. I hope you are aware of that. The lion, the lion is not the king of the jungle because he's the fastest animal in the jungle. He's not. But the moment he shows up, everybody is on a flight. Why? His heart. His heart. A lion believes you can be as tall as the, the, the giraffe. I will bring you down. You can be as wide as the elephant. I will bring you down. You can be as fast as the cheetah. I will find you. It is the heart of the lion. The heart. 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 It takes a lion's heart to get a lion's share. You cannot eat what the lion is eating if you don't have the heart of a lion. You will see one rhino. Listen to me. When you watch TV, you see the lions coming for a buffalo. You are thinking it's a small thing. You must see a buffalo in your eyes. A buffalo is twice the size of a cow. You see a cow, a buffalo is like that twice. One, one, one buffalo can be as tall, as, as wide as two cows. Very intimidating animal. It requires sometimes three, four lions on top of him and he's still standing. That's not a small animal. But they bring him down. They bring elephants down. There are, there are elephant problems. There are buffalo problems. There are giraffe problems. You are bringing all of them down. You are bringing them down. Down. Not because you are bigger than them. No, first of all, your God is bigger than them and you have a spirit of boldness. Boldness. The Bible says the lion turns for no one. He doesn't turn. No matter who you are, he faces you. He turns for no one. Begin to name the things you have turned away from already. Have your list. I turn from this, I turn from this, I turn from this, I turn from this because I was a scary cat. But now I'm receiving the heart of a lion. I'm going to face this, I'm going to face this, I'm going to face this, I'm going to face this in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want you to raise your hands and to start praying in spirit right now. Thank God that this man, you will be visited. 
with the spirit of boldness. This month, you will be visited with the spirit of boldness. This month, you will be visited with the spirit of boldness. Lakato, lakato. Palamenda. Oh, please don't miss any teaching this month. This month, people are going to turn from scary cats to fearless lions. Just raise your hands to the heavens right now, wherever you are, and begin to trust God for a change of heart. Trust God for a change of heart. A change of heart. A change of attitude. That this nature of a scary cat. The Bible says Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. No wonder by spending time with him, you become like a lion. Oh, hallelujah. Precious Jesus, we welcome you. Precious Holy Spirit, we open up to you. As this word is coming this month, I ask Lord personally, personally, deal with the issues of my heart. The things that I have allowed to rule me and to not allow myself to become the fullness of what you created me to be. Because I'm trying to please everybody. I'm trying to, I'm so careful about what people will say. That is not the nature of a lion. That is the nature of a cat. That's a cat. And we've been deceived because the cat looks like the lion. And you were thinking you are a lion, but you are a cat. You are a cat. It's time to become a lion. It's time to get that nature in us. Thank you, precious Jesus. Right now, I'm going to pray for people that are watching this morning. You see, the Bible says they took note that they had been with Jesus. If you have not been with Jesus, listen to me. This thing I'm teaching will never happen. It cannot happen for you. How did they see the boldness of Peter and John? They realized these people who had been with Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah. The one who said, go and tell that fox, talking about Herod. I'm going to cast demons this day, tomorrow, and the next day. Nobody can scare me. Look at all the things that you are going through in your life. Because you are unable to say no. The enemy has taken advantage of this part of our life where we are ignorant. And it has malaxed and destroyed so many of us. Thank God for the truth. Listen to me, wherever you are watching from, why don't you give your heart to Jesus today? The root of boldness. The root of David. And you know who is David? A giant slayer. That's where Jesus came from. And that's where I want to connect every member of ABC to the root of David. The root of David. You see, the root of a tree determines the tree. And the Bible calls us ox of righteousness. It means you should have an attitude of boldness. If you are watching this service, you are not sure if you are born again. Listen to me. You are not. You need to give your heart to Jesus Christ this morning. I have a whole lot of things to teach you in the coming few weeks. You will enjoy this service. It will bless you. It will change you completely. But right now, let's start with the first step that you can be with Jesus. At the count of three, you are saying, Pastor, I heard the word and I think I want to move from a scary cat to a fearless lion. I want to be bold as a lion. Bold to confront issues in my life. Let me tell you something. It's not about shouting all over the town. It's about having that boldness inside of you. And it comes with Jesus. You might even be born again, but you are lacking that boldness. Wherever you are, at the count of three, raise your right hand and say, Pastor, I want you to pray with me. I need to start my journey of boldness today. One, two, three, raise your right hand. I need Jesus. God bless you. I see those hands. God bless you. God bless you. Please take your hands down. Now, you are saying, Pastor, I'm born again. But I'm your description this morning. I'm the person you are talking about. I am really that scary cat. I don't think I have tapped into the boldness. Can you also pray for me? Yes, I want to pray with you. 
I want you to commit my life to Jesus and acquire the spirit of boldness. Yes, I want to pray with you. At the count of three, raise your right hand. Don't be ashamed and don't be proud. We don't need that here anymore. We need people that are sincere, people that need God. Only sincere people will get the best of God. One, two, three, raise your right hand. God bless you. God bless you. I want to break out of this thing. I want to break out of these things. Take your hands down. Let us pray. Repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Indeed, you know me. You have sent your word to help me. Right now, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I learned this morning, John, Peter, had boldness because they had been with you. Lord Jesus, I don't see boldness in my life. And I've been saying I am with you. From this morning, Father, please let's begin the journey. You and me, in the name of Jesus, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. I accept you in my heart as my Savior. Please forgive my sins. Wash me with your blood. I believe you died for me. On the third day you rose again, that I might be justified. Right now, I believe my sins are forgiven. I'm justified by your blood. I'm bold by your righteousness. I'm bold by your righteousness. I am courageous. I am brave. I am fearless. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. May God bless you. Please drop us a comment in the comment section to tell us how this message has helped you. Remember also to subscribe to receive notifications on our latest sermons. You can also watch Pastor Pascal live every Sunday morning from 10 a.m. on our church Facebook page, Alive Bible Church HQ. Or you can worship with us live in one of our branches in Sun City, Macharora, Padima, Mukwase, Lidach, Rustenburg, and beyond. Have a blessed day and remember we are alive to give life. Whether you